Yo, this is Zero from El Vu and LA Natives Podcast. And I'm happy to announce that Malinali Superfoods now has a storefront location. And we invite all our community to come and partake in our family recipes, in our ancient foods, and in our intention. Our intention is to gather our community, to share the wisdom of our ancestors, but most of all, have a place to be ourselves. So we invite you to come to 4528 Whittier Boulevard in the heart of East Los Angeles. So come, stop by, enjoy our awas, our superfood smoothies, our nutrient powders, and understand that food is our medicine. Our ancestors were brilliant engineers, and they created strong, powerful foods that we share with the community. Aho, Ometeo, Tonansi, Tonato. We start out on this new road. No turning back. But we have our ancestors with us. We're going to continue to dance with them. Dreaming them. Calling them. We are becoming what we were. It is borrowed that Maya prophecies. Seven triangles of light. Keep walking. You are the spirit of Unaku. Keep walking. We the human, we are doing the spirit of Unaku. People say that the gods made them from corn. They planned their lives according to the heavens. Well versed in astronomy, using a sophisticated mathematics, they calculated the movements of the night sky thousands of years into the past and thousands of years into the future. They knew that the universe moved in cycles. Their lives were ruled by the rhythms of the natural world, planting and harvesting, birth and death, just as the great tree of life emerges from the earth. Always, they're connected. Science and religion. In dreams, we learn from the Maya gods when to plant and when to harvest, when to set a fire, and when to do the corn ceremony. But what we're digging up, what we're coming up with, is part of our history. And the men that lived here are some of the greatest men we've ever had. And it's a fact that we're getting to know more and more and more about the life of these people. They still maintain their customs. They still maintain their ways of organizing their societies. And it's very exciting to see how much of the ancient my way of life is still alive. Because American history does not begin in 1492 with Columbus. It begins in 200 BC with the first Maya king who wrote his name on a stone. What is happening now is the people who made these places, people like Yashpak or Bird Jaguar or Fakal, are getting back their voices. They are becoming real to us and speaking 
people of the 20th century about who built this place and why and what they felt and what they thought about the world. These are not anonymous people anymore. You are the spirit of Unaku. Keep walking. We the human, we are doing the spirit of Unaku. Community. LA Natives. LA Natives. Whoa. Once again, Sunday, 4 p.m. Or 4 p.m.-ish. <laughs> it feels good. This is our 11th episode. You know what feels cool about it is that the team is kind of solid. You know, it's like everybody kind of knows the role and everybody's comfortable. And we've been sharing some good art and some good messages with our community. So... It's always good to, to come on Sundays and, you know, now that we have our Wednesday shows, kind of gives us a warm-up to today. Wow, that was that was a blast, right? That Wednesday? was fun. Yeah, it was fun. You it was know, fun. Har- hardly any promo, <coughs> and we had the chat popping. Imagine what this Wednesday is going to bring. Yeah, absolutely. How was your week, JB? Amazing week, everybody. Happy Sunday. A beautiful day we're having in Los Angeles. A nice sunny weather here. But like that, very well. That's a beautiful birth and uh, pregnancy work this week. And Mondo has been working his butt off because I've seen the merch. Yes. Dope. On top of running a national hip-hop website. Absolutely. Um, we're in the middle of closing a, a deal with an outdoor venue for early 2022 for possibly one of the biggest independent hip-hop festivals in SoCal. Did you guys hear that? Wow. Can you repeat that again, Mando? What you say? And Zero will wow. be performing at that festival for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. The well, first outdoor event in when? 2022. 2022. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think 2021 w- w- would be feasible. Because you know you know what in the promotion business and, you know, to sell liquor and stuff, it's all about the, the, the bottom line with those guys. Yeah. Well, you know what you You know do. they're ready to cash in. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I'm, <laughs> they're itching to cash in. Do you, do you mind, do you mind put, put my headphones up just a bit? Okay. But congratulations on all the work that you do, man. And, and congratulations to all of us for getting to the 11th episode of LA Natives. I want to say, you know, thank you to all your loyal um, listeners, whether you listen live on Twitch or whether you have the opportunity to, um, you know, go on Spotify later on in the week and check it out. Uh, just thank you. And and it's one thing to purchase merch, and it's another thing to take pictures and shout it out and rock it and send us the pictures. That's such an amazing experience for us, and I really appreciate the the, the, the true support. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's what we expect from you know people who purchase our merchandise is to let the community know that this is what we wear, this is what we support. And if you listen to our podcast, you'll know that it's going to a good cause and a good space and people who really are reflecting on healing. It's nothing to do with the revolution or turning over anything. It's about healing yourself. Once you heal yourself, then you know that, and that's what all that's what LA is about. It's about healing. And that's know? what those pictures represent too. Absolutely. You know, you share those pictures with us. We love to share those pictures from all six directions where you guys are coming from. We appreciate that support. And I just want to let everyone know, coming from the tech side. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're almost at 100 subscribers, which is amazing. Wow. Um, that's going to allow us to customize the URL. So it could be more user-friendly and uh, easier to promote, if you know what I mean. Zero. Like We're going to be able to create youtube.com forward slash LA Natives. Nice. Well, 
that was pretty quick because I know I know what it's like to get people to subscribe to anything, <laughs> and especially YouTube. And it's, <laughs> like, well, we're especially at ninety-seven. Oh we're really? At ninety-seven. Ninety-seven huh? on Twitch. Wow, thank you guys. And that's Twitch. Yeah. Um, how much are we at YouTube? I think we're at about seventy something. Seventy. So right. see, and we're, which we're, is great. We're like, not too far behind. I, we weren't expecting that. Those type of numbers To be honest with you Especially with YouTube Hating on us And censoring Some of our yes. episodes And shit Yes You know Cause that's You know I That's what you guys it. Have that other Anyways. That so other little Scenario Let's not complain about it Let's maneuver around it Kind of like What you do with your shows Man You're gonna have to Maneuver around Whatever regulations Are being put upon you But know that You know There's a community Of artists And, and we're excited To see what you could do And when you get the, the liberty to do it And for all the new uh, viewers thank you for joining us i want to give a big shout out to all of our new instagram followers because i'm always paying attention to those numbers daily and man just every day we're just getting a good handful of numbers of, of, of followers it, it's the consistency that we have and and the and the sustenance that this show provides or this podcast provides there's no agenda here the, the agenda is to put you in front of our community and let our community um, communicate with you or interact with you like we get on the chat board here we we get tons of people interacting and you know jenny is my partner is there making sure that that we're paying attention to what you're saying um, i am your voice so i mean everybody here has a role and in that role we created la natives and for me it's been a success you know it hasn't been a waste of time i look forward to it and I didn't expect it to be thousands and thousands. If it gets to be thousands and thousands, then we're doing some major shit. Yes. And we're going to help the community and we're going to be throwing more than just concerts. I yes. mean, it's going to be like, you know, you name it. It's for the people. And, and I'm sure for all of our diehards, they understand one thing that this is revolving great hip hop artists. Yeah. And people that have voices in the indigenous community. Unheard. So basically a lot of like what we have, what we interview here. Are you talking about yes. a lot of bands that we interview on yes. Sundays? Wow. On Wednesdays, oh. it's basically uh, no holes bar, full blown discussions, excitement. Which artists are invited to come? If you're an artist, yes. you're invited to go to that platform. It's not, it's not going to be an interview centered around you, but... We want to. Uh, we even had a fan chime in, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we we went side by side with the fans. So know that the Wednesday show is going to be way more interactive. The first one we just kind of did it, and that's kind of the way this podcast was born. But now we're kind of have better ideas. It's coming together. So thank you for you know coming to us, subscribing, subscribing to our website, buying a shirt. And especially coming with us here on Sundays at 4 p.m. Where we get to interview great artists like Artson. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. It's an amazing show. He's Absolutely. A, he's a true inspiration for the indigenous hip-hop community. Absolutely. Um, since I've booked him, I've just been hearing nothing but good, positive feedback. He's a really humble cat. Yeah, I met very him. Very humble. I met him several times. I think I played with him a couple times. Oh. Um, so it's exciting to kind of like talk to him, right? You know, and the, then on the LA podcast to to have a platform for all of us to just be part of a of a community. It, it's so important right now, zero right? Like uh, like Olmeca was speaking some facts last week, talking about you know there wasn't really anything out there like what we're doing. 
you know? I don't think people feel like people who work in restaurants washing dishes and cooking meals and, you know, people who do jobs like even though we're in a large number our 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 parents our cousins our family we do a lot of the work for this country and so people really don't put it they, they don't really pay attention to us you know what i mean but the mass of people um that that is there now have a platform which is la natives and i think that's what omeka there was never one centralized you know place where you went to see community acts or artists that revolved around indigenous or even social change. You know, there was a, there's a whole genre of artists that just dedicate themselves to social change, whether they are black, Asian, um, or whatever descent, whatever you call yourself. So we created it. And now, <laughs> Zero, I don't know if you know, we just got a private DM from one of our followers and comes to find out, you know, this is a show that's very influential to the youth. Nice. Well, um, he wrote, he's been trying to, I've been trying to tag my little brother-in-law in all of your guys' teachings. He's 16 right now and his head is leaning more to the colonization. So I've been trying to steer him on to the red road with the music and your guys' teachings. He's part of the American Indian movement of Northern Nevada. Uh, and they have ceremonies there and he's trying to get him to go with him sometimes. And when I read that, I was just simply blown away, Zero. Not only we got fans tuning in, but they're encouraging the youth to pay attention to the show. And man, that's that means so much to us. Well, it's not, that's, that's our main focus here is to... I, I think even the artists that we're interviewing, they're coming from such a different genre of ages that it is you know, affecting the next generation in that age group of 15 20 30 and then we're also coming in the older aspect and that's where we're you know empowering families now and our ages of 40 and up right i'm putting beautiful myself in their shoes because it's like it's one thing right zero to to promote a a kid new hip-hop hey look check out this new music man it's so dope i love it Mm -hmm. i think you'll like it Mm -hmm. but to take it a step further right zero to be like look Check out this music, this podcast, and the teachings. You're mm. 16. Mm. It, it's when we became conscious about who we were in terms of our identity, we had to do it from a source that wasn't native, right? And to have something that is a source that is native for that 16 year old and that um, uncle or brother or father or cousin, whoever's trying to point you to LA natives. They're pointing you back to a road that, if you look at it in the bigger picture, involves destruction and rebuilding. Destructing and rebuilding. So, to understand what, what your uncle's trying to do to you, is he's trying to say, look, there's a history to your bloodline. And that bloodline is sacred. I don't know what it is. They don't even know what it is. But I feel something there. And that's our intention. The intention of a community is to each teach one, each one, teach one. I, I, I would hate that I'd be out working and doing something in my normal day and something tragic happened to me and Armando not see my son and go, oh, look, there's teachings here. 
right? That's what a community is. That's why everybody, I think, is grasping on to LA natives because we're creating that vibe of a community that has no judgment, understands your trauma, and are, it's a specific place where you can heal. So if you get directed to us by anybody who loves you, thank you to the one who sent them. But don't be discouraged if he's not interested. This is not a, a heal-all program. This program deals with the reality that our people are so lost that they don't even know who they are. And they'd rather be that way. And it's okay. That's why we're here as a community to endure and survive genocide. We are genocide survivors. And through that comes powerful art, like Artson. Hello. Yo, yo. Peace. What's up, my brother? How you doing? I'm good, man. Blessed. Uh, glad to be here today with y'all speaking and you know, I just feel good. I just feel good. I feel the vibes. I feel everything y'all were talking about. And yeah, it's a blessed day. What's that? I think you're muted. <laughs> Here your mic. Yo, my bad. <laughs> um, how did you like that intro, Artson? Yeah, every, man, everything, though. The music, the vibes, the conversation, the the knowledge being dropped. Man, it's, this is it's blessed. I feel it. I, I really like, I was sitting here like, dang like i can really feel the vibes right now like like something was like hitting me where i was like man this is uh, this is amazing so i'm i'm just grateful to be here right now you know I, i'm excited to see you again because i i remember you i remember you we played the show at hollywood boulevard right yeah yep. people's day and i remember you coming up to me and going like oh man i forgot my beats or something happened with the beats not being able to be played and then, and then your answer was, well, I'm just going to play my fruit and flute and say my poetry. And you know, what, you know what that meant to me, Armando? I meant that is real hip hop. That's like, I don't care. I'm going to slap my knee. I'm going to grab two spoons and I'll make it be. You know? <laughs> Let's go. To, to, to not only improvise, but to but spread to, the message, but to move forward with it. Yeah. Rather than like, you know, thinking twice. Right. to spread the message absolutely <laughs> jenny was right there jenny was right there with yeah, you I remember. When, Hi, brother. when uh Hello. when you was all, just, i'm just gonna play my flute and you said like, it in such cool. a way he said it in such a way like this is what i love about him is when you see his art his videos when you meet him in person artson he has a humble heart and that's the true essence of native beings they're just humble like he was not mad i mean he was frustrated but he soothed himself with his own art and said i'm just gonna play the flute and <laughs> it is. straight up <laughs> right yeah it's what it is man like, that's what i that's when i became your best friend secret <laughs> I, love, I love people like that i love people yeah. that, that do that you know so tell us a little bit about yourself brother Come on, break it down uh Man, I mean, I see. Like, I'm I'm originally from El Paso, Texas. Oh. That's where I, that's where I was born. Um, I'm Tarahumara mm. from uh, Chihuahua. That's where my people come from. Mm. And um, yeah, I've just been on this journey of growing. You know, I I 
doing hip hop since I was eight years old. Um, breaking, I I come from the era of doing all elements, mm. so uh, partaking in all the elements of hip hop, and then also uh, partaking in the the element of knowledge and growth. And so I just been on this journey. I lived in Las Vegas for um, 15 years of my life, mm. and I've been out here in LA going on 11 years now. Mm. And so yeah, it's just been a amazing journey to find myself really. You know, like I growing up in El Paso, I didn't, I didn't grow up with my culture. I grew up in the hood, you know, and uh, so I didn't have elders around me. I didn't go to ceremony. Mm. Um, I didn't have people teaching me about my people. Mm. But it was hip hop that just like kept pushing me mm. to to learn and to grow and to study, and. Um, you know, just want, being hungry, being hungry for knowledge. All, all my, even my early influences in hip hop were always like things that made me think, you know, was knowledge, like, you know, listening to, you know, Public Enemy, uh, Rakim, Karis One, you know, uh, Queen Latifah, uh, Gangstar, like all the people that were dropping real knowledge, X-Clan, Brand Nubian, you know, all those artists were like teaching me. And uh, it, le it eventually led me to find out about my people, where I come from. And so as, as I wanted, to, as I was growing, I was just like, I need to leave. I felt like I needed to leave my city, you know, like, okay, I, I need to go somewhere else. I went to Vegas. When I did what I felt like I could do there, I was like, okay, I need to go to LA. And I've been here and just like still learning, still growing, you know, a grown man and just like still hungry, still like trying to, to feed myself in order to like feed the youth, like what you guys were talking about, you know, it's like feeding the youth. Like I feel, I feel like I'm at a point now in my career, in my life where all the art I'm doing is not necessarily for me. You know, it's, it's for the, the community, it's for the youth, it's for my family. And so that's, that's where I'm at, you know, I'm just like, I just want to get as much out of me as possible because I am older and I, and I understand that. But at the same time, I'm like behind, even being here right now, sharing my story, being able to talk about my story, talk about my life. Like, I didn't think these things were going to be happen to me. And honestly, honestly, I didn't even feel like it was possible. You know, like this was just, I was just doing it because I loved it really. But being able to share my story, I realized the importance of it. And I think that's what, that goes with, with every, anybody, you know, I've, that was a big lesson that I learned in the hip hop game is that to share my story. I've had amazing opportunities to be a part of amazing crews and ama amazing history, uh, hip hop history. And, but, the, but the people that I was learning from were always like, hey, we're gonna teach you some stuff, but whatever we teach you, always remember that you gotta do it from your perspective and tell your story. And you gotta like make the people understand who you are and where your people come from. So. That's where I'm at, man. That's why I'm so glad to be here today, just to be able to share these things, share share this story. You know, if, for you guys to have a platform like this and allow people to speak and share that, that that's so important, man. Like we gotta, we need to be here for each other like that to to share these things. So I appreciate y'all for having me. I, I I completely understand your story, you know, in terms of like you know, building your career with the illusion, with certain illusions right their personal illusions right like oh i'm gonna be rich or whatever or mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all of us artists get like this poison pill when we decide to become a recording artist and and we think that the end goal 
is to be rich and famous. But somehow we're going to give all our money, like waste our money and just give it away. But you transcended that illusion with your story right now. Because take it from me, it's, it's not easy to be a, a full-time artist. And for no. whatever, whatever road was given to you by whatever creator. So that, that's what makes it artistry. Is the defeating the challenge that's in front of you and maybe feeling like that one day where you're like, no one's going to interview me. No one's going to do this for me. No one's going to listen to my music. No one's going to buy my CDs. No one's going to buy my merch. That's your own. That's your own self-conscious defeating yourself. And so when you when you transcend that and go, I'm still making it like age isn't an issue. It's it's really for my intention. And mm -hmm. if your intention is to inspire youth to take a glimpse of where you come from, mm -hmm. then you're a powerful man and a powerful artist. Mm -hmm. So that, yeah. that, that's, that's really what I heard when you answered me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the, I feel that's the, that's the ultimate goal. If I could, if I could talk to myself as a, as a, my youth i would tell myself to like be patient you know and like yeah not to live a fat not to try to do this in a fast way you know not to live a fast life not like mm. i felt like i those were the because i had the intention of blowing up i was i would take the risk and i would risk my life you know i mm. felt a part of that is from my trauma of like um feeling worthless you know and like okay well i'll risk everything i don't care you know and i i would put myself out there in the street and and do dirt in order to try to make these dreams possible mm -hmm. but when i was able when i was able to like see that that wasn't what i was that's not what was getting me anywhere mm -hmm. and i was able to let go of that lifestyle is when I started to receive from creator mm -hmm. and really receive my dreams nice. and really, really even reach past my dreams. Like at this point in my life, um, I've, I've passed, surpassed anything that I dreamt of as a youth. Uh -huh. I'm like, I'm looking back and being like, I fulfilled my dreams and now I'm in new dreams, like, uh -huh. you know, with a, with a different mind state to be like, okay, I, I achieved all, everything I wanted to do as a youth. And, and now I have a new, because I have a better understanding of life and spirituality and my, and my self-worth that I've, these new dreams that I have are like miracles. You know, it's like, yo, I, I'm, I'm in such a good place in my life that when I see these things happening for me, I'm like, man, this is like, it's such a blessing. Then where before, when I was hustling and, and, and I was in the street, even if I receive, if I reach something, I still wasn't, I didn't value it because it was, it was, it's just like hustling. You know, when you, you make fast money, you don't, you don't value it. Mm. But when you work hard mm. for something and, and you receive it, you, you, you understand that and you appreciate that. So it's just, so I, it's the same thing with my career or, or with this art or whatever we want to call it is that when I finally was able to see the value in it and, and I was living a good life and I'm on the right journey and the right path, I would. I have so much appreciation for it. You know, I'm like, man, I really, I really appreciate it. That's, that's why I was like, that's why I'm saying like, I, I'm so grateful to be here. Cause it's like, these are the true blessings, especially to be with my people 
you know, and, and in a place where we relate on a, the same mind state is like, mm. that is the real, that's the real, that's what we're chasing. Cause that's has a value that, that doesn't have value. You know, it's, it, you can't, you can't value what, what you guys are doing or being, having these conversations. This is the real value of what we're doing when, when we're doing it amongst our community. You know, that's, that's what it's about. Yes. And I feel like Artson has a lot to say, just like how, you know, last week's interview where we created a platform that's like super non cookie cutter, right? Zero. So we allow the artists to like truly express themselves, you know, where they wouldn't necessarily you know give the answers to like other outlets right zero well when you get when you get interviewed by another artist you feel like less pressure right don't you think like being interviewed by me is like i'm an artist you've seen me on stage I, you, i'm it's like i, I don't know I, that's when i'm interviewing artsin or whoever else i've interviewed i kind of felt like it's not really an interview like where it's a you know, some journalist taking notes on you and, and you know, tr trying to make you feel inferior because you're not a part of a multimedia conglomerate, you know, mm -hmm. this is not that this is straight up love. You know, this is straight art. Up. this is straight up love and art and arts in I've played with arts in I've and when I when I talk to Quentin or, or, or even taboo, it, um, it, this is a home. And so. Mm -hmm going through the trials and errors as an artist and 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 maybe going wow i didn't get to mtv or i didn't win my vma you know so what really and, and that's just me you know putting a middle finger up to corporate music because music has no boundaries man little by little they start stripping it away you know and and now what exists is just a big ocean and you got to fish for who's talented and fish on who who's going to put that spark in your heart because it's not as it was it's not as easy as just you know oh shit bob marley there it is you know it's like it's not like that no more right and and artson has true real life accomplishments like like how he said he, he kind of in retrospect looks back like hey look it's not the quick money scheme you know it's not running the streets or trying to get that monetary uh, validation right you know well that's a that's a whole nother illusion that they they put in the multimedia conglomerate right but what what's the chat room saying is chat room chat cool? room's loving you artson um azteca maya danzante artson your words are pure and humble and they are so welcome so i don't know, Bless. You know? Bless. well that that's the one thing i know about artson is is humility and you know to tell you the truth bro i thought you grew up on a reservation that's how humble <laughs> your spirit is it's like i thought you were like straight up res and like i never really sat down and talked to you or had a conversation i know we've in mm -hmm. in in playing you know you say hi to people and yeah you have a little bit of a conversation but you don't get into depth with it but yeah. i just kind of read your energy i was just like you know just reading it just by mm -hmm. the humility and how non he, this brother right here is the most i hope this doesn't you know offend you <laughs> but you're not very competition like you know it wasn't like being it was like being with the brother like there was hey brother we're gonna go play oh, okay no worries when's my turn you know it's like which is what el vu was in the beginning right like oh yeah okay cool no worries we'll wait you know and 
And then you get the stage, and then you get a fucking whoa, what the fuck, you know? Like, <laughs> you know this brother's not as, you know, he's not. As, he seems quiet backstage. It's usually the other way around, you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're usually wild backstage and uh, and and on stage, but I, I appreciate your your approach because you know, as an artist, we have to carve ourselves into something. Right, something that people recognize instantly and unique, and you've done that mm. because you still incorporate all those elements, you know, of hip hop, and it still has that early '90s um, feel to it, which mm. a lot of people really like. I know I like that kind of music, and so you know, it, you could tell you've been putting some work in, and you know, everybody goes through the road of trying to hustle when you are a survivor of genocide they didn't open bank accounts for you they didn't open out no safety you know bond for you when you're 18 to go start off so don't feel bad about your road of doing what you had to do yeah obviously no, I, I don't feel bad at all you know like uh, i i appreciate that experience you know it taught me go. a lot there man it, it, it taught me it taught me so much about me and, and about living life and you know, there, there was one there, there was there's been moments where I've I've carried guilt of it, you know, but I can see now that those all that gave me so, so much experience and I wouldn't be who I am like straight up. If I didn't do that, I wouldn't be who I am. Who knows what I would be, but I, it doesn't matter to me. Like I'm like I did I did that and it gave me the experience to be here and share. So man that's that's just what it is you know well, like, and to, um we have a comment from the chat room from frank york he put york artsin was part of my inspiration to be sober can you talk a little Ooh. bit about that yeah right now that we're talking about your journey and oh uh, yeah i just uh yes the 29th is my seventh year of sobriety i've been congratulations thank you thank you yeah so i've been on that road of just you know trying to stay sober and uh stay clean and yeah i mean for since i was a teenager i lived a crazy life so you know being a an adult and in my mid 40s i'm like i'm i'm grateful that i'm here you know i, I shouldn't I, I feel like there's that there's so many experiences in my life where i shouldn't be here but to be here right now is like it's such a blessing that i'm grateful to be living sober and and with a sober mind so yeah i'm just i'm and you know to the brother that is that's catching inspiration off that man that's i, I give you um strength send you strength um, strong energy because i know it's not easy you know it's not it's still a challenging you know there's there's still times where i want to like celebrate and do it and i feel like in a good way you know because i don't judge nobody for what they're doing you know mm. so it, and i understand there's times to that it's in the celebratory way, you know, but, and I, I catch that vibe sometimes where I'm like, man, I want to, I want to celebrate with y'all. But I, I, I also understand the path and journey that I'm on, you know, especially with, with uh, a lot of the work that I do now is with youth and teaching youth. So I, I take that with, um, that I take on that responsibility, you know, so, yeah, yeah, so, so big up to, to you doing that and, and, you know, trying to walk that road. And I hope you continue to do that for years to come in your life. And I hope that you receive, you know, the energy that comes with that, the circular energy of letting go and receiving. So, you know, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, he put, uh, Arts and Much Love, My Native Brother, Big Fan. It's a challenge, but I feel supported by artists like yourself. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. I, I remember being on the road and we were at the show and uh, there was a, a elder uh, lady and she was kind of the one that booked us for the show and she found out that I was sober and she was like, hold up, so you're a rapper but you don't do drugs or drink <laughs> or party and like <laughs> it was so funny because i didn't even think about it you know i was just like wow that's that's crazy you know like i was like yeah <laughs> it's true and we all had a big laugh and it was it, it was funny because you know like you think because it's like you said earlier you know the media with the media pictures of hip-hop is you know, popping bottles, you know, and, uh, and doing drugs and doing all this wild out lifestyle. And, you know, and here I am, like, you're about to rock the stage and like, I'm completely sober. <laughs> it, you know, you'd be surprised on what big rock stars, you know, cleaned up their act. Yeah. Know, that, yeah that you sure. thought was like, you know, wilding out, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's cool to take that road. And, and uh, believe me, I went through my road of sobriety and not, I'm not claiming that right now, but um, I went, when I had my first child, I, I, I was sober for about 20, no, 15 years of my life. Just, mm-hmm. you know, so I understand that road. I understand cleaning up yourself in that way. And, and, and power to you, power to Jag from Cosmic Force, who, who you know, promote sobriety in our community. And yeah, I'm rocking his shirt right now. Absolutely. Big up to Jag, you know, like. Sweet. Yeah, nice. Right now. So big up to Jag. Variety of secrets. So just like how yeah. you told him, like, whenever Artson comes down, you know to only offer him water. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll take a hot tea. Okay, yeah, no, I was like, tea. wait, there's tea, there's smoothies, there's a, there's I was frescas, there's a lot a, of other yeah, stuff. Yeah, give me a raw juice. And yeah. Let's get it. yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's just personally, I just, I always felt, you know, connected to rebellion with certain things you know mm-hmm. and obviously mm-hmm. getting control over all that stuff and that's always going to be your life journey and that that's mm-hmm. one thing that i that i that i noticed when i when i saw the the fifth son animated version of our story our five sons the aztec story mm-hmm. not one part in that story was like a really twank tranquil heavenly everybody had their own little twisted things and that that's the way i view life you're gonna go through your twists and turns you're going to go through times where you live around people who hurt themselves in that way so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're you're going to get trapped in that net the mm-hmm. warrior is the one that survives it mm-hmm. you know the warrior that the warrior is the one that can live in it and not mm-hmm. let it bother you because it's always going to be there this mm-hmm. there's never we have this illusion that somehow cities equal tranquility and utopia when it doesn't it doesn't it, it actually is the opposite so to to survive the challenges of the city you know like you did and to become a sober recording artist who works with youth and is proud of his indigeneity and did the and took the time and and sacrifice because when you when you go to ceremonies it's it's not easy it's not an easy thing even if you feel like it's a simple ceremony it's very difficult Mm-hmm. especially when you carry a lot of things so big ups yeah. to you and your message brother and, and putting Word. that all together you know and for our community la natives you know some elders oh, actually you. have a saying too that the the hardest drug out there is no drugs at all <laughs> mm-hmm. that's the hardest I that's the hardest that. drug out there staying I, sober so i, I feel big, that big big ups to you 
Yeah. So, so I want to ask you, Artson, um, when you started your music career in the hip hop game, was it right off the bat you started spitting about indigenous hip hop and, and bringing that element to your catalog? Or did you start off just as a raw MC, you know, spitting over dope beats and whatnot? Um, I feel like I feel like I've always been like a middle ground where I'm not like so like indigenous hip hop. But and I'm also not so street hip hop. I feel like there's a little bit of both, you know. And and I feel like since since the like I would say early '90s, maybe where mid '90s is where I started to see I started to see hip hop as being ancient and something that's been happening way before it was given the name hip hop, and then. I was, I was fortunate enough to, to, I got, I was, I was part of Rocksteady crew for 10 years of my life. And there, if you guys know Rocksteady, that's like New York, New York early B-boy crew. And um, so a lot of the elders from there were, they were already talking the knowledge of being connected to the stars, star beings, hip hop being ancient, the drum the chants of our, our modern day chants, um, the uh, writing, graffiti, so-called graffiti being like petroglyphs, you know, um, the dance of touching the earth and connecting with the energy. Like those things were already being taught. And, and I, when I heard them stories, I was like, this is exactly what I feel. And, and so, and, but I was still street. I was still a street kid, but I would, so I was like in this middle place where I would, speak about street stuff street life but i always was dropping knowledge and dropping bombs because even the early influence of mcs like i said earlier it was all about knowledge so there was like a piece of me that was living street but always was hungry to grow like maybe that's what i was really chasing even when living a street life is that i was i wanted to grow i wanted to be this this connected being but i was caught up in this lifestyle so I was always rapping like in between there. And even now, even if you listen to my music now, it's still that. It's still me talking about this street life and how to almost like the escape of it, how to get out of it or survive it. And then also, but there's this other, this other indigenous life that, that I feel like what hip hop is. Like hip hop is, a, I feel hip hop is an indigenous spirit. You know, and even why it was created here in America. You know, mm. why why on this land was was it created here? Mm. You know, why how did that happen? Why did it come from the youth? You know, why how did the youth tap into something that was gonna turn into something so global and reach so many people and bring them out of their struggle? You know, like there's I feel like that that right there is like such a big thing. You know, it, it's there's so many people that say, if it wasn't for hip hop, I'd be dead or in jail, or I don't know what I'd be doing in life or whatever, you know, but, but because it's a spirit that allows us to get through our struggle and like, and, and also it calls in indigenous people from all over the world. You know, these are, tri these are tribal things that have been happening since beyond before, before, you know, so I feel like that, that's what it is. So with me, I, I'm in this middle ground place where like, I'm not denying this life that I live, but I'm also living this new life. 
So let me speak on both and not lean too much either way. You know, so I feel like I've always been, I've kind of always been doing that since, especially since my first like official release, my first official release was in 2004. I had, I did like a couple cassettes in the nineties, but my first official release was 2004. And since then I've been doing that. I've always been in the middle place. I'm, I'm a, I'm a street, I'm street hip hop, but I'm also living this life of like finding myself healing growing knowledge knowledge wisdom and understanding you know so that yeah I've, I've, I've kind of always been like that like right there you know i'm not i'm not either or well that's a great perspective huh zero absolutely um it, it it's it's hard to fuse an art form with your culture you understand like that's the difficult thing if you could do it like um brother jay did with the x clan and mm-hmm. and you know very class you, you I mean you're naming off classic hip-hop to people who probably kids who probably don't even know who x clan is you know what i mean like you know we were we were young we were about you know i was about 17 when those bands were releasing videos and you were staying up and seeing your mtv raps and yeah. you know hoping that you know what what's this weird you know uh what do they call that egyptian cross uh the the unk yeah the unk what is yeah. that what you know in in this african medallion you got um yeah. <laughs> um, um tribe called quest and it was a very very um enlightening time in hip hip hop mm-hmm. when when mm-hmm. you know the black movement started you know and mm-hmm. and to see it um squashed by corporate you know music Mm-hmm. And and then you and then you're looking at it as an artist, you know, because you're watching them do it and go, well, how am I gonna make it? Like, how am I gonna how am I gonna get on if mm-hmm. they're already dismantling it and actually being more Scarface like and showing piles of money on a table is what's cool is what traps kids to believing that that's possible. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, so, which leaves you in a in a precarious situation because you have to fuse that street element into culture if mm-hmm. you're trying to do it for the culture mm-hmm. so that that's why i always chose to be esoteric and mysterious and and go deep into the spirit like even mm-hmm. to the point where it's in the darkness you know mm-hmm. where, you, where you understand the dark to come out to light mm-hmm. those are very heavy topics and people don't want to go there and they don't want to be I know, I know some people have told me, oh, your, your music's too deep. I get too nervous or it's too much. It's too, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I could understand how arts and goes, you know, I got to go half and half with this because I don't want people to misunderstand my spirit. You know, I'm, I'm just a good guy that wants to express his happiness on being on Mother Earth, right? And mm-hmm. so I dance and I make poetry and I express myself through this drum beat. Well, mm-hmm. you know, like... Everyone has something in common to where no one really truly represents the whole definition of indigenous hip hop. Everyone has their own yeah. angle to it, right? Mm-hmm. Zero. Everyone mm-hmm. has their own lane or own mm-hmm. road that they had to travel through. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not that one person that we could pinpoint. Okay, he's indigenous hip hop. No, no, it's not, it's not even a genre. Not, we're creating it. Like, it's it's yeah, having this platform. <laughs> like having this platform and. Having a place where people could be interviewed and talked about and we're creating it because it's needed. There's 
oh man there's so many artists that express themselves in this way and and are proud maybe not as as artsin does not fully dedicated to the mis- the the message of indigenous philosophies and and all that stuff but definitely to whatever degree whether it be mexican american well not mexican american but you know people of mexican descent or um or full on indigenous or aztec or or you know lakotas or whatever wherever you come from the point of la natives is to bring it all together and that that's it we're just indigenous here like you came into the convention or the circle or the talking circle of indigenous beings there's not even any um white man words that they created to define us right like yep. like yeah. you're this and you're that and you're th- no we're indigenous Mm-hmm. There's one mother earth. There's one mm-hmm. father son. Mm-hmm. There's one water. There's one air. And those are the principal beings that we respect at all times. Mm-hmm. So creating a genre of music that revolves around that message. Well, welcome there. You you just got sucked in arts and you are now part <laughs> of the indigenous hip hop. <laughs> music what? genre yeah, created you know, by know, armando I, <laughs> at the now you know it, it's it's funny because i remember when i first started hearing about indigenous hip-hop and i was already doing just hip-hop you know and living like this even though i was speaking on indigenous things and sliding them in my music i was just on some hip-hop like i just wanted to be recognized as, as as a hip hop artist, you know, and uh, when I started hearing indigenous hip hop, I was like, man, like I need to be recognized. Like those are my people. Like I need to be recognized in that <laughs> cipher also, you know, like why, why am I like, recognized wait, wait. over here and not over here? You know, <laughs> so yeah, I, wait, remember, I've been doing this for years. <laughs> I remember speaking with my wife and, and being like, I need to make noise in an indigenous hip hop world because that's who I am. Like those are my people. And I need, even though I'm, recognized in the hip-hop community i need to be recognized in the indigenous hip-hop community oh, so yeah. i purposely like went to try to make noise in the indigenous hip-hop community like with you know it was like i want to do that i want to be recognized in that world also you know like a lot like because for even when i first started making noise in the indigenous hip-hop scene they, people didn't know that i had already worked with like Craig G, Planet Asia, Wild Child, The Alcoholics. Like I was already doing my thing. I worked with dilated peoples. And when I came into indigenous hip hop world, it was like, oh, you're a new Jack. And I was like, <laughs> yo, like what? Like I already did all these things. Like how am I a new Jack being treated like a new Jack, you know? And it was all good. I'm like, I'm a humble cat. So I was like, I'll play my role. And, and, but when I hit, it was like when you said earlier, when I hit the stage, I'm going to do my thing. Mm. Like, you know, because mm. uh, I've been doing my thing, you mm. know? So, mm. but it was purposely done to try to make noise in the hip hop, in the indigenous hip hop world. And then it came to a point where it was like, I'm getting interviewed by like a radio station or something. And, and they're straight up putting me in the box of indigenous hip hop community. Mm. Mm. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I want, yes, I'm proud to be in the indigenous hip-hop cypher but at the same time i'm hip-hop like i'm a hip-hop artist like we it's like you said because we're all creating this thing you know but we are part of this bigger thing Mm -hmm. we are part of hip-hop also you know so 
and and that's a that's like I feel it's almost like a touchy subject, you know, where it's like we're indigenous hip hop, but we're also hip hop, and we got to remember that, you know, we got to mm-hmm. remember that, like these roots. We're we're a we're a branch of the tree, you mm-hmm. know. So and that's a big thing to be proud of, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be I want to be a strong branch on the tree. I want to provide amazing fruit off of that on that tree, you know. And like mm-hmm. I want people, I want the elders in hip hop to recognize what we're doing, you know, mm-hmm. and so. That's that's where I'm trying to like come from. It's like, yo, I'm trying to make so much noise in the indigenous hip hop community that the hip hop community is rec- seeing the indigenous hip hop community mm. and being like, oh, okay, these cats are doing something, you know, they, they're on something, and and it's happening, you know, it's happening. But I feel like that's a that's something that we should be striving for as the indigenous hip hop community is to make so much noise that the hip hop world is like these cats are fresh. Mm-hmm. Wow, and you know that story has so much history and substance. It's it's amazing. Let me ask you, Zero. He just brought up a, a great great topic about like when he stumbled upon the whole aspect of this definition of indigenous hip hop and his route that he had to take. Like, I want to really want to get your answer. Like, when did you stumble upon that, that definition? You're like, okay, this really exists. Should I go that route? No, we invented it. Like at the time we, I was, it was about 94. And you're just getting into hip hop, just like arts. And, you know, just getting into the, the truth of hip hop, you know, some deep, deep songs made by some really profound artists. And so then you start going, okay, where's our guy? Where's our guy that does that? Right. And it's like crickets. There's nobody there. And then comes Zach De La Rocha. But then Zach De La Rocha is doing it with the band. And most of his fans are white. There's no guy. So I just, you know, we all just kind of Asan Underground El Vu, uh, Olmeca, all these other bands just said, well, we'll be that. And we had this stupid illusion that some guy in a limo was going to come out and hand us a check and go, hey, you know, you're going to be the next big thing. But we were coming out with too much truth. It was too deep. It was too liberating for a mass of people. That's what I saw. And nobody wanted to conform to music corporation standards you know what i mean we didn't want to i didn't want to hey can you do this it's like no i can't do that either you like what i'm doing or just move away and i'll just continue to release it myself i'll put together the cd i'll drive it to the store i'll 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 print it myself oh wait i can't afford a thousand cds well then i'll 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 do a hundred and i'm not saying that artson was got to one of our CDs and said, oh, I got to do indigenous hip hop. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that there was just nobody that did it like that other Mm -hmm. than Kid Frost. But he kind of just did one song. You know, I had a a hip hop conversation the other day and uh, shout out to Psycho Realm. You know, much love. They're one of my favorite all time uh, rap groups of all time, like to be honest. But the homie considers them indigenous hip hop. Um, Who? Uh... Oh, the dude you were talking to? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, they are. They are, right? They are. But they're not They're not public enemy of hip-hop. You know, they're not, you know, ev- like, they're just not that. They're, they're of indigenous descent. If they want to recognize them, they kind of do. Because I kind of was around when they were, like, I don't know them personally, but I know that they had experienced certain things. 
you know, I think talking to Cynic backstage or something like that, he had mentioned that he had started going to ceremonies and he, and they actually write about it in some of their songs, their newer songs. And by the way, when we booked you guys way back in the day in Downey, Cynic showed up to your show, right? Yeah, I, I thought it was somebody that looked like him because I passed by him. I said, oh, that guy looks like Cynic. And I just kept going to the backstage. It turns out that the brother's there. And I'm like, wow, wow, whoa, that's pretty deep. And we all came to this enlightenment, you know, of, of, of infusing our ancestors into our music. And that's what Artson does in, in his way, you know, because I know that hip hop is important to this brother. I mean, if you still have break dancing in your videos, that means you're going back to the foundation of hip hop. You know, if, if, if graffiti and breakdancing, DJing and him rapping, those are four strong elements of, a, of an indigenous brother who is connecting himself with like the origins of hip hop. Right. I take a different stance. I'm glad we're talking about this because I don't believe hip hop is culture, but I don't mean to offend you in that way. I hope I don't. Artson. I, oh, think, nah, I don't take it. No, everyone has their own journey. Yeah. You know? I think culture is culture. Mm -hmm. And I think trying to fuse that into a popular culture, which is hip hop, you know, just like Karis One did. He started bringing in astrological stuff and starting to get metaphysical with it. It's almost like he's infusing this pop culture with whatever his medicine is. Right. And Artin does it in his way too, being faithful to the grandfathers of this pop culture but culture in my opinion when you talk about my culture or our culture or i represent this culture mm -hmm. we're going back thousands brother we're going back we don't know when we go back mm -hmm. and so that's what you're trying to infuse to a pop culture and that's why you're so effective brother and that's why i keep listening to your music and considering you an LA native. Mm, and thank you for damn, coming on, flat. brother. You know, because that's, that's, you know, I, I, I like to be, I don't, I don't like to be at, at the same time as you're not going to get a corporate interview. I'm not going to agree with everybody who comes on here. I have my own opinion, but I do it in a humble way. Mm -hmm. Right, brother? Like, I hope I didn't offend you in the sense that I know what hip hop is and I know what culture is. Right, and like how Artson mentioned, like sometimes he does get those mainstream interviews, and right away, they they label him as native hip hop or indigenous hip hop, and he's like, wait a minute, like I'm a hip hop artist. No, I got skills. He's saying, no, look at my skills, because that's what hip hop is. Hip hop is about skills. Hip hop is how skillful are you at graffiti? How skillful you are are you at dancing? You know, or you know, hip, you know, break dancing, MCing, freestyling. Whatever it is, how how skillful you are, and and if you just get pigeonholed right away just because you're like, oh wow, he's he has indigenous blood. Oh wow, he he's in, you know. Let's just talk about that, <laughs> and then uh, forget about his twenty years of studying hip hop culture or hip hop pop culture. You know what I mean? So that that to me is like that. Don't be so dismissive. You know, there's, but you can't expect anything else but those with those guys. You know, right. here, we're going to talk about everything. Yeah. And we're going to disagree and we're going to agree. And then we're going to walk away and we're going to still be loving family. We have a lot on the chat talking about that. So 
<laughs> Ore Bilinko, after meeting Artsen at his home store in Long Beach, I knew that he would have a big impact on how I think and how I speak. Um, mm. That's a great one. Will Artsen do a collab with Zero, Prolific, Drezzas, and Red Ego? Mm, yeah, hey, I'm down, Zero. Let's get it. Let's I, do I, I do you? have a song with Drezzas. I do have a song with Drezzas, but yo, let's do it. Let's, let's do a song, Zero. I'm absolutely. Down. Absolutely. Um, art never ends. And that's the, that's the whole thing is that. No matter how old we are, no matter how old we get, you know, it's like trying to tell Miles Davis, hey, you suck when you got better at trumpet. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you suck about, you know, you, 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 your trumpet playing got worse when you were at your 50s. Actually, he was probably the most prolific trumpet player who ever lived because he never stopped playing the trumpet. When he when he had big concerts, he enjoyed them. And when he had little concerts, he enjoyed them as well. And that's the whole purpose of us becoming powerful poets who impact the youth who give love to people who need it which is our women and respect and that's what we come with right artsen so yeah it'd be a pleasure and honor to do a song with you guys in whichever capacity you know we're getting very busy over here but i'm down i'm always down hey but yeah. before since you mentioned it before we go would you like to share a little something with our audience I always put my people on the spot. So you want to share a little poem, a little freestyle? Um, I'll share some flute. Absolutely. There you go. You're sharing it. So LA Natives. Wow. This is Artsin. I knew it. He, they knew he was going to pop up with the flute. <laughs> <laughs> Got to. Man. This is the medicine right here. Oh. It's some eagle for all y'all. Some eagle feather for you guys. Some eagle oh, oh thank you so much, brother. I felt that. people that was, that was the wind medicine right there bro that was, wind that medicine. was so appropriate yeah <laughs> and see i love it i love it because again brothers and sisters when you ask a hip-hop artist wow, to share so his beautiful. poetry and he goes no nah, i'm gonna play you flute that's that's dope that's to me is like yeah that man there's no other podcast like this man they're, they're, Absolutely check, not. Check this comment out, you guys. Azteca, Maya, Danzante. We appreciate you guys. There's a big familia, a familia that sits down and watches our podcast and stuff. She said, damn, chills. My baby is dancing to your hip-hop flute. Lovely. Wow. She's, I think, a two-year-old. So <laughs> you are, you are again, literally. Have you ever recorded on that hip-hop style flute thing? 
Uh, yeah, I have a flute album that I released this year. I nice. Recorded I recorded it around like 2008, but I never really put it out. And I just put it out this year in, uh, I want to say last March or April. I put out a lot of music this year. Oh my God. That's Check them out, you guys. But, but uh, yeah, it was one of the albums I did. I've, I put out six albums this year, which is wow. crazy. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Look at how hard he works for us in the community. <laughs> So it's our job to go and find those albums, and so one of your yeah. latest albums is uh, "Stay Strong." Yep, "Stay Strong." I wrote that all during during this quarantine, and re- wrote it and recorded it all during this quarantine. Sweet. And you just released it four days ago, or how many days ago? Uh, "Stay Strong" was released. Uh, maybe the date's on there. Is the date on there? Uh, it, the thing is, is what I drop- did this year oh, is I dropped. Right. December I was dropping a song every week, and so my the albums I would like okay I'm gonna like for stay strong it was a ten week worth of dropping music you know so it was like I was dropping single 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 until the album was complete then I would put the whole album out. Very good strategy. I like the 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 innovative. I know another artist had did something like that, but I don't think he put together a project after it. I think he was mm-hmm. doing like a once a week kind of release. And, mm-hmm. you know, you got to be innovative now with your music for all you young artists out there, your 16 year olds that are trying to be, you know, hip hop artists or music artists. It, it takes a long time to develop. And as you can see, Art, uh, Arts, and how long have you been doing this for? Uh, I've been recording music since 1994. 94. He's been yeah. longer than I have. And that's that's mm-hmm. a good that's a crazy accomplishment, man. And congratulations on continuing to believe in yourself and taking on our story our story of healing healing from genocide imposed to us by u.s um law you know and 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 restricting us on our on our own landmass you know continue to inspire us with your music continue to bring the message of hip-hop and and indigenous understanding and um thanks for coming on brother thank you for sharing the flu Thank yeah, hey, and before we go, is yeah. it, I see the chat going yeah, off. Like, do they want to say off. some stuff? Yeah, uh, welcome back, Joaquin Thunderbird. Uh, he's actually saying the originator of the flute box is brother. Remind the famous native breakdancer. I'm not quite sure what that. Yeah, means. actually, actually, not actually. That's not true. Reminds my bro. Actually, we're I'm in the same crew with Remind. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Yeah, uh, but uh, the actual the original person that created the beatbox flute is a brother named Mike 360 out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, and, I know um, Mike. No yeah, way. I think Mike, I know Mike's the original, Mike's the original beatbox, flute beatboxer. We were in a group together called the Box Turtles, and this was uh, 1999. Wow. Is when I when I first uh, heard the beatbox flute from Mike, and he was already doing it years before. But I I ran into him in '99, and then Ramine started beatboxing and playing the flute, probably in like early 2000s. Uh, so yeah, that's my brother, man. Me and me and Ramine, That's he, he's. A phenomenal dancer the so crazy like that brother did so many things for the the b-boy breaking community and uh but yeah so the original beatboxer flute beatboxer mike 360 big shout out to mike 360 and the box turtles beautiful they also want to know arts and when is your store opening up uh my store i moved i had a store in long beach called home um but i moved to hawthorne and i'm living in a house now and uh so but i just have I just do my stuff online right now. I'm trying to get my online store up, 
but I won't have a official shop for a minute. I'm actually grateful that I moved, especially during this time right now, you know, and small businesses going through it, mm. you know, it's like, I, I'm glad I was able to, I'm glad creator guided me to, to be where I'm at because, you know, to have gone through this, having a store would have been so, so tough for me. So, but I'm not sure you could follow me on IG and, uh, or on Facebook or whatever. I post stuff here and there and I'll have my online store up in the next couple of months. Cool. Sweet. It was amazing uh, talking to you, brother. It was, yeah, it was... I see all the, all the, they asked me to the music is available everywhere. Any, any digital platform, Spotify, Bandcamp, iTunes, whatever, whatever you listening to your music, even on, even if you just go listen to it on YouTube, you can find it on YouTube. Just search art sun and whatever song you want to hear, whatever. And but yeah, please just find the music, spread the word, spread the message, spread the, spread the vibes. And for sure, you know, uh, I'm planning on organizing an event as soon as, you know, these restrictions are, are lifted. And mm-hmm. man, Artsin, you're definitely going to be one of the first people I, I reach out to personally, man. Cause, oh, that's a blessing. I'm, know, I'm there. Flutes, Let's get bro, it. <laughs> those flutes are bad. That's why we, he, didn't, he, didn't, he wasn't shy about going like, well, I just didn't have my beat. So I'm just going to play my flute. But then you hear him play his flute. It's like, whoa. It's like not just like any flute. The brother beatboxes with this flute. He learned the skill from <laughs> some other dude. I've never heard that, bro. That was so sick. Word. That was dope. And uh, again, dude, thank you for coming through and, and sharing your medicine, sharing, you know, your power, giving us a little bit of eagle feather blessings. And, you know, man, just keep it up and, and don't and we'll be obviously be in touch because you're part of the L.A. Natives family. And you're local. You are actually an LA native, right? You're in LA. LA Hawthorne. Absolutely Hawthorne. So, you know, let's work on that track, and we'll yeah. see you soon, brother. And uh, All right. before we go, I'm definitely gonna hit you up through the Underground Hip Hop blog, so I can invite you to our HQ and drop a mic session. Okay, that would be awesome. Let's do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Let me know. I'm here. I'm here. Thank you guys. Appreciate Again, you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and everybody that sees us later. Peace. Peace. Another wow. Wow. Armando, you love it. Ar- he shocked Armando. Armando's eyes are like, what? This is like 11 wows in a row. Right, Zero? 11. 11. Well, it's just That's dope. It, it's, I, I just think it's the artists that we bring on board, man. They just all have such a unique story about them going through their journey on finding themselves right that's that's the the key word right well yeah to, 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 to when and when you decide to do poetry or do something you better go on those long searches you know and and go into a deep deep reflections it doesn't have to be in a ceremony although it helps um but just going within yourself and and it looks like that's what the brother did you know and he he stayed true to his hip-hop roots hip-hop is very important to artson so that's cool and then the fact that he was able to fuse it with his indigenous identity and make it all 360 i mean and, and some of the stories that he was telling us man it just sent chills down my spine to be honest because it's like it's so relatable like you know the struggle that we all had to go through to just be involved in the in the music business as an independent artist or an underground artist, like everything he was saying, I could completely relate to. Right, Zero? Well, yeah, I made a cassette with my first band, like in '94, I think, with uh, 
Quinto Sol. We we had did a a compilation, recorded it live at USC in the auditorium. And we made a cassette. It it's just you just get this illusion that it's easy, right? And it's not. It's not easy to do music. It's not easy to to publish, organize, sell, and promote music. It's this is probably one of the hardest things I've come to realize. <laughs> but if you stay faithful, if you stay true to it, if you have a good heart, it won't matter. It won't matter. Get get the illusion of you winning your VMA and 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 being number one on Billboard because it doesn't matter. Honestly, his journey about being in the streets, it's like it, I was looking at myself in the mirror because I had the same mentality as him, like quick money, you know, allowing the propaganda to completely consume my mind about having to look cool, impress people that I don't know. It just, it, it was a instant hit for me, zero, you know, because we're all caught up in that, <coughs> in that system and like how he was trying to say, look, you know, I'm trying to guide a couple of the kids, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes I try to let these kids know, hey, man, you, you should take a different route. But they're wilding out. And all, all I got to say is, like, when I was their age, I was wilding out, too. I wasn't listening to anybody. I think I like the fact that he, like, came from Texas, but he left Texas. And how he said that he didn't learn any culture in Texas, you know, not until he came to L.A. and Vegas, where he connected to his culture. Right. You know, yeah, just the, the typical, you know, Rolling Stone, you know, artist that, you know, has had enough here and now is going to go look for something. I'm the typical growing up in um, in a cultura. Sometimes we people of color always think that we're going to, you know, have that mother or that tia that's super India that's going to teach <laughs> us these ways. And our parents are going to teach us these ways. But it's not always like that. You know, sometimes you have to go with the wind and fly with the wind and see where that lands you. And then therefore connects you to your medicine. Like it did him. Like it did for him. And, and he, many others. And he has great art. He has great art. Go find his albums. Obviously, look, he came through with the flute. And and got I'm some good. Was so happy. He's and like, got so <laughs> cool reactions, man. Like, uh, what did the chat say about his flute? Did they say the same thing? Um, they just said hands down. Um, yeah, they were like Just it. giving props. Yeah, for, giving him props for, for sure. For his Beatbox Artson is a true knowledge speaker. Thank you. Thank you. Much respect, Familia. Absolutely. That's going to be the one minute clip I use for Instagram for the promotion, man, because that was truly one of a kind. Yeah, you're not going to get that anywhere else. LA Natives, bro. But look, for me, working, you know, underground hip hop blog and doing LA Natives, it's such a rewarding feeling to to get introduced to artists like Artson. You know, and, and to really dig in deep to where he knows coming on our platform, it's kind of like a breath of fresh air, let's say, because he knows it's not a cookie cutter interview. Like, mm -mm. like Olmeca comes in and he's like, look, I got so much to say. That's the same energy I got from Artson. Like, mm -hmm. he just had so much to say and he can't say it all in the hour that we have. No. No, there's so much. It's it, we're healing from a long, long, long time of trauma. So we do it little by little, little by little. Every Sunday, four o'clock. You know, you come here, LA natives. Get on the chat. Start expressing yourself. Start mm. letting us know how you feel. Start letting us how we're doing. Um, we also have Wednesdays at six, mm. where it's an open forum 
where you can come in and just, you know, express your feelings, express your thoughts and express your anxieties. And if we have between Armando, Jenny and myself, some sort of direction that we can point you in to to help you better yourself, then you've come to the right place. This place is is a place of mystery. This place has no beginning and it has no end. When you talk about our culture, our culture doesn't begin or end with the Spaniard. It's just one point in time that happened and resulted into what we're in right now. So Wednesdays, we get a little bit freer. Sundays is family night, you know, get get, you know, you're going to get introduced to an amazing artist and uh and go search him experience his music and come back to la natives next sunday you know what i mean and all we ask is for everyone tuning in or people who are going to be checking this out on spotify on the archives or on apple podcast let one or two people know hey look check out this podcast they're just coming at us differently check it out it's not your typical cookie cutter podcast if you want to know about more knowledge here from people who have infinite wisdom and experience in this native and underground indigenous hip hop community that we're all devoted to. I don't know. I think this is the podcast to pay attention to. This is the podcast to subscribe to. This is the podcast to follow. Right. And like we got guys doing whatever they can to convince a 16 year old kid to listen to our podcast and to follow us, but you were right, Zero. Like you can't force this kid. Nah. But the the, the least you could do is mention it to him because when you're 16, man, when I was 16, I was the most stubborn kid in the world. I I like information like that because instead of trying to convince him to listen to the show, why don't we just provide a show that's so unique, so powerful, so impactful, goes so deep. That somehow, some way, his spirit just gets drawn to it. We love all of our community, but we also know that there's a lot of historical trauma that we're dealing with. We have a lot of um, issues with poverty, drugs, um, physical abuse, sexual abuse. Um, our community has been suffering for hundreds of years. And to have this little ray of hope called LA Natives... Where you could come and feel relieved that someone else has survived that trauma. Someone else has maybe a few tips for me. You know, when we interview artists, they give me tips and hopefully I give them tips. And everybody in the community starts to learn from each other. That's the goal of LA Natives. It's not to overthrow the government. It's not to call out billionaires, although we will, <laughs> because we have the right to say whatever the fuck we need to say. It, it's getting there. It, it, it's getting there. We're going to be coming out with some very, very good, quote unquote, ex- explicit content for our dedicated Patreon members, which we are going to be rolling out in the next few weeks. It, it's coming, huh, Zero? It's time. Man. I enjoy my time with my partner. I enjoy my time with my family. And I do it with no worries in this world. And I know a lot of things are happening right now in this world. But they're not going to rob me from that. 
They're not going to rob me from my experience here on this planet. This planet was given to me to experience. It's my job to protect myself. It's my job to heal myself. It's my job to inform myself. It's my job to stand firm in my beliefs. This is what we want to do. This is what we want to inspire here. There's no corporate capitalistic agenda to LA natives. This is seven generation familia. This is in the spirit of the sweat lodge that they took from hundreds of thousands of people across this planet when we started getting into it and we started becoming consistent. This is for them. Much love, much respect, LA natives. LA natives, make sure you guys tune in this Wednesday open forum the uh, discussions LA natives discussions and then next week we have David Strickland David Strickland David Strickland let me double check let's check our calendar here David Strickland on the 7th we got Dreezus on the 14th the snotty nose res kids on the 21st Wow. Heavyweight lineup right there. Nice. And check out our lineup. website. Subscribe to our website. Mm-hmm. We, it's not a requirement, but we feel like if people do take that step, we can offer more things because we know people are paying attention. We know people are taking that extra stride. Like we're taking the extra stride to provide you garments that are dope, that are like completely 100% can compete with any hipster $150 shirt. Yep. I mean, this is going to be exclusive garments that come from Los Angeles that are made in Los Angeles that represent native people from Los Angeles. And for everyone tuning in, if you like what you hear from us or from anyone else, that's an artist or an influencer. And if they have a shop, right? Just think twice before you go to a mall and give Nike your money adidas your money shoe city your money because there's artists out there and influencers like zero of el Fu and others and all the other people that, that we've interviewed that kind of have their merch game support their everyday situation because they're giving so much out right zero especially now with that's with- how i am like yo you have a link send me that t-shirt link or that hat link I'll pop out my ATM card and, and, and I'll, I'll buy it straight up. We have a few things from the chat from you guys. Uh, CLA Boogie, Artson, and David have some dope tracks together. It's so like it's cool. like zero. Like yeah. every time when I was younger, I would troll your guys' shows. I would go up to you guys like, look, dude, you guys have anything new to sell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to get that T-shirt. I want to get that CD, right? Right. It, it's Especially with this nonsense that's happening it's pretty much killing the industry of artists that that tour that there's artists there not everybody gets a big check from pepsi not everybody gets to hit a big stage where they get to you know do a few shows for the rest of the year sometimes you you like artsin who goes for two hundred dollars three hundred dollars five hundred dollars so what i'm trying to point out is that we rely on your support with the shirts and Armando came with, came correct and said, it's not, it's not going to be like a band shirt. 
it's going to be a quality garment, something you would find on Melrose, something you would find in downtown L.A. at the hip shops, but except it's going to be affordable and it's going to represent your culture. It's going to represent you. It's going to represent our movement, which is survivors of genocide healing themselves from fascist colonists and hypocrite religious fanatics it's over this is our time seven generation familia and we do that with love and respect not hate not anger this is presence this is awareness this is our life this is your life this is your children's life and your great-grandchildren's life be aware be strong don't crumble Enjoy it because the sun, the sun, they don't have the power of the sun. They don't have the power of the ocean. They don't have the power of the land. They don't have the power of the wind. They act like they do, but they don't. Each one of us inside our heart is connected to all those elements that I just finished mentioning. So we need to take responsibility for ourselves. Be humble, be happy. And be strong. See you next Sunday. LA Natives. Ometeo. Ponansi. Donatu. <laughs>